0: To the queuing up podcast i am your co-host david rocha jr and today is an episode all about myself i can't say myself because it's not about me i should have said it's an episode that only includes me because robbie boy is still be, uh, you know busy being a responsible adult unlike me who's here making this podcast but hey if i make money off of it it's responsible because therefore it's no longer a hobby it is a job but besides that fact today we're going to be talking about Basically like the mind. It's something that I've always wanted to talk about. And I mean like, whether it's just the way you think, the way you hear yourself, the way you show yourself, the way you do things. It's just like, I've always liked psychology and the way the brain interprets things. For example, like fear. The fact that anything you can see and or hear, feel, or touch, anything your sense can pick up, you can be scared of. You can be scared of a scent which is like insane to me because sometimes because usually fears come from something that was traumatic or something that physically you know like scarred you right but there are fears in the world such as the scent of a fear or the scent of a fear yep you can smell fear you'd be unstoppable but the scent of something for example like if there was someone who treated you poorly and they smelled like apples you would have a fear every time you smell the apples But there are people out there who just have a fear of a smell there's something about the chemical that they're like putting into their body smelling like sniffing that it makes their body fear it and they don't understand it and it's like you know you have rational and irrational fears for example a rational fear would be like the fear of death that's rational because it affects everybody it's something we don't know much about it's something that we can't necessarily explain without just saying everything ends like we don't know how to explain it besides it's the end and then there's irrational for example like being scared of drinking water like it's understandable if you're scared of drowning yes but if someone gave you just any amount of water and any size cup and you're scared of it just because it's like and something you drink out of and it's water that's irrational Roughly. That's like my interpretation of irrational. Remember, I am not an actual trained professional. So don't come to me asking questions about what I'm saying because I'm only going off of what I learned. And it's like fear is like, it's so weird because out of every emotion, fear is the one that you try to avoid the most. And some of you might say like, oh, what about anger? Or like, what about sorrow? That's the thing. People do things that make them mad. People do things that make them sad. For example, you might listen to music that makes you angry, music that makes you sad. I've never heard someone listening to music that makes you scared. Now, you might ask yourself, what about the people who, like, you know, watch scary movies? Well, to them, they might not be scary. To them, they're just entertaining. Because I know a lot of people who watch scary movies who actually don't get scared. Me, I'm a I. No, oh, no, no thanks. I I can't. I can't watch scary movies in any way, shape, or form. I like the story of a scary movie. I just don't like the physical representation of the scary movie. Like, I could read a synopsis. I could read books. I could read books. As long as they don't have too, like, you know, detailed of pictures, I'm fine. If they just have all words, perfectly suitable, stable, wouldn't bother me an inch. But if it's, like, an auditory kind of thing, nah, visual kind of thing nah both no i said no to the first two there's no way the third one is gonna make it better by combining them but it's just like it's i don't know the way it makes the brain think and feel is crazy because it's like once fear activates it makes you stronger faster think smarter it's because it like activates your adrenaline and it's just insane to think about because the more you sit back and think about what you're scared of, the more scared you're going to become of the thing that you're thinking is irrational. For example, me, I physically cannot think of being in the ocean. The mere thought of me sitting in a deep body of water, as you can tell because I start laughing because I'm nervous, freaks me the hell out. Because it, out of all the oceans, I think we only know like what? I think it's like 4 to 10% I think it's 10% of the oceans but we only know about 4% of what's in them or vice versa and it's like that is a very small percentage out of 100 I want you to know that that is still so much room for you to find something you never should have found that you should have never like knew existed it's just but anyways that is my whole take on fear and why I find it interesting but like Going back to the main topic of psychology and how the brain works, it's just the brain is so weird. It's there to make you stay alive, but can take you out by just simply doing this, like the smallest thing. For example, someone calls you ugly. You don't believe you're ugly. And you say to yourself, I'm not ugly. But then your brain makes you think, Are you sure? And then you just spiral down from there, connecting every single dot to a lot of things that happened in your life. Maybe thinking, was it because I was ugly? Now you believe you're ugly because of what your brain made you think. And given, it's just like doubt is it's just a powerful thing. And it just sounds like it's weird. The fact that like mere words can hurt you, but it's not the fact of someone saying words to you. It's the fact of you repeating the words as if they are correct. And it's just, it's just the brain is such a weird thing. It's so complex, has all of these different algorithms, different things, voluntary involuntary movements. And it's one of the most dangerous things on your body. And all it has to do is just make you think. It's just, I don't know, because it's like, doubt can really impact the way you do things the way you play sports the way you speak the way you see yourself it's just i don't know it's so destructive and personally i don't think it's stronger than fear because fear you you literally can get scared of anything you can't doubt anything oh well, that could be argue i could argue yep that could be argued it could be up for debate that you can doubt literally anything you can doubt yourself downing which just sounds dumb but it's a thing it's just i don't know it's very complex of like of a thing yeah there's me talking about psychology and i can't use words properly because it's not english class psychology but it's just like the more you the more you try to like understand your brain or anyone's brain the more confused you can get because you think to yourself why do you have this thing in your mind that like wants you to stay alive under any means necessary but can take you out by any means necessary it's just it's so interesting to think about but it's just like what it's like sometimes you think what if your brain does have a mind of its own what if you you yourself oh yeah you have a personality and everything but what if your brain just has that like other part to it that you didn't know existed because apparently we don't use 100% of our brain there's still a lot of room to like improve or explore within our heads and we'll let you think about that one the next topic we'd be thinking about thinking about talking about is how you are perceived by others now when I first learned about this this actually like completely blew my mind as an individual just like knowing the fact that when someone sees you their interpretation of you is completely different than the next person who sees you where theirs is completely different than the next person who sees you or before them and excuse me so on and so forth but it's just the fact that you think of yourself one way this person thinks of them thinks of you another way and then like these other people think of you a different way So it's like, you don't exist the way others perceive you or you perceive yourself. For example, with me, I know for a fact I have a very bad tendency to talk. That's why I do this podcast where I've said many times. But there are other people who will see me do that and they won't think of me as a chatterbox. They'll think of me as a good time where I think of myself as annoying. They might think of me as like, Uh, heartfelt and warming like it's nice to have someone who just talks and like gets rid of the quiet kind of thing you know and it's just to the point where it's like I don't know it's just crazy like it's just it's actually crazy to think that you as a person who can get themselves down thinking about your flaws the person who you think is doing that might not even know what your flaws are but here you are debating if you should change the way you think the way you are or like the way you speak the way you walk the way you dress the way you talk it's just it's it's wild like it's just crazy and it's just it's to the point where like you can live your life happily by just being straight up i guess ignorant where you're just oblivious to your brain given i guess that's why people say like quote-unquote stupid people live happy because they don't worry about things where it's like well what if they're not stupid what if we're just thinking you know they're dumb because they're not stressing out like us they're not freaking out like us so that makes them stupid right but that's the theory i have you know and then it's the, the next topic is one that actually i still do not fathom like completely it's probably like the third most interesting if not the second is dreams when you close your eyes your brain can make you dream right though like the the more you think and the bigger imagination you have the crazier your dreams are I might sneeze through this sentence I don't know hold on <laughs> I apologize if I just blew out your eardrums but what I was saying was when it comes to dreams not only does your brain make you think of things, but it can also make you feel things, making your dreams very vivid. For example, everyone's had that dream where they're falling, but then they wake up right before they hit the ground. And a study that people said is the reason for that is because your heart cannot physically take it. Your body physically thinks that you're falling. So if you hit the ground, you actually will pass away. That's a scary thought because if I ever have a dream I'm falling, I'm going to try my best to wake myself up. But it's like to the point where it makes you, I don't know if it's like hallucinate because hallucinate, I'm pretty sure you have to be awake for. But it can make you feel things that aren't there. And it's its like, what? So in your head, you're singing, right? Singing and dancing. You wake up, you're in your kitchen why you were in your bed like 10 minutes ago that you remember but here you are in your kitchen it makes you think that you were on like a dance floor or like in a club or doing a routine and it's just I still don't understand why we have dreams because if we have imagination it makes sense but like do we get imagination because we can dream or do we dream because of our imagination And if that's confusing to you, I don't know how to explain it better than that. It's just, oh, just I'm going to keep the dice rolling on this one. The next thing I want to bring up is how, once again, you could daydream or be awake while dreaming and hallucinate. So the reason you need sleep is so your body can basically like replenish itself, recharge itself, heal itself, stuff like that. It basically shuts down a lot of functions that it doesn't need and uses all of the power to, like, heal you as best as it can. With that being said, when you get to the point where you're running low on, like, power, per se, or, like, sleep, I guess I could say. Make it sound like your machine. You get to this point where, like, you can fall asleep, but some people try to fight it because they don't want to go to sleep at that point. Well, if you fight it too long, the feeling to go to sleep goes away. And you either pass out from lack of sleep or you keep going and slowly start drifting into insanity because you eventually will not know when to like determine whether this is reality or a dream. You kind of mesh it together and you're just blind to your own reality. It's like your brain is trying to tell you to go to sleep by making you freak out and make it freak out so it's measures or like countermeasures and defensive measures make no sense but they work and it's weird because if they didn't you wouldn't be here like it's just so interesting and like trying to go more off the brain and more into like the way you act part of psychology so physically or mentally it's more physical things you do so like as you heard me before Uh, Something I do is I kind of laugh when I'm nervous about things So like I don't know when I first started realizing this I might have been a kid And it's probably one of the reasons why I'm really bad at lying To the degree of like you could just tell I'm lying right off the rip There's no point in me like extending it or even trying anymore Because I think I was like I don't know when Saw came out but my mom scarred me with that movie So now I don't lie well, I won't lie to her, but I don't lie in general because it's like I have the fear of that happening to me because I wasn't telling the truth. So it's like, okay, if I take the consequences of my actions, I won't end up getting twisted into a pretzel all because I didn't, you know, do something I said I was going to or vice versa. I didn't buy Girl Scout cookies because I told him I didn't have money knowing damn well I had $200 in my pocket when I simply could have just said no. But it's like... The physical things you do is such a weird thing because you yourself don't do it. If that makes sense. You don't go out of your way to laugh. Your body just reacts to what's going on. So the fact that I nervously laugh is just... I don't know how to explain it besides weird. It's like, oh no. And then I just start giggling. Excuse me. And it's it's just it's cool to me because it's I guess it's like a defense or coping mechanism because once again I have a friend who laughs when they're sad and it's kind of weird but cool at the same time depending on the whole like degree of what you're laughing at because for example you don't want to laugh at a funeral which she did but lucky for her both sides of the family knew that's how she copes she laughs and it's not like that little (laughs) she is cackling laughing like a witch kind of laugh and it's just it's hard to determine whether she's actually laughing or crying quote-unquote because there are times where i'll tell a joke that's kind of dark and morbid and i'll hear the same laugh i'll be like i don't know if you're crying or laughing so i'm gonna wait to see if you start you know freaking out or if you start laughing more Then it'll be like, okay, okay, she's laughing. Or, oh, damn, sorry, didn't mean to make you cry. It's like, all these things are weird. Like, the brain can make you do multiple things at once, multitasking, but the simplistic things can like throw you off. For example, uh, tying your shoe, easy. Multiplication addition, easy. But you could say the opposite where those are hard to you. So say I'm good at tying my shoes, but I'm bad at you know math. I'm good at math, but bad at tying my shoes. And it's like, what I'm trying to explain is to one to one person, something complex can be simple, whereas something simple can be complex to another. So it all depends on the person, who you are, and what your personality is. And it's just, that's the only way I can really explain it without getting too in depth to the point where I start confusing you and even myself it's just I think that's like the only way I can explain it really because the brain is just a thing of matter within your skull that is so powerful it can make you do things you can't even imagine but the things that are holding us back is ourselves which is a scary thought because if our own countermeasures were implanted in ourselves by ourselves are we ever aware of how strong our brain actually can be or is that just something that's ever gonna like be explored or forever just live in silence which is no words by itself that's a day i don't want to know about personally i don't want to know how strong my mental capacity is just off the fact of I might do some of the stuff that I know I like that my brain is capable of. So like it might I don't know how to explain it. Like I, it's like, oh, my brain's like you could do a backflip. So in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna do a backflip knowing I shouldn't because I can't, but because my brain said I could, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do that backflip. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna feel great doing it. And it's just I don't know. And it's like the whole fight or flight sequence where you can either run as fast as you can fight as hard as you want or a little bit of both. And it's like you will never know how you react until something makes you feel it. Like you can't go up to somebody and just say, oh, yeah, I'm a fighter or I'm a flight kind of person until it has happened to you. And even sometimes still. It might not even happen the same way. So like, if you got scared by a tiger, you'd run away. But the next time an animal scares you, you stand there and fight the thing. Why? You don't know. I don't know. It's just how your body reacts. Is it overconfidence? Or is it you trying to protect something? Or is it just simple as, you want to see if you can take it? Right? It's Just a simple curiosity. But it's just... I don't know, it's just weird. It's a weird thing to know that your body can do one thing that you're used to and then flip it over because it just wants to see what happens basically. In a in a sense, it's chaotic evil where it just like, I'd say neutral, it's a neutral. It either wants to benefit you or hurt you just because it's curious. Also, found out that there are people who think in their heads non-verbally. How? I don't know. And there's also people who have thinking voices that aren't their own voices. That one actually is peculiar to me because I feel like I would get a very mild case, if not severe case, of like split personality disorder just because I have a different voice in my head that's talking to me. Or I would just lose my mind altogether and just go completely insane. Sorry about that. I was uh, trying to get a drink of water. That's a lie. I wasn't trying to drink of water. I was trying to make myself sound responsible. I was answering a snap. and That's my fault. It was my haha, brain's fault for not telling me to keep my eyes up here. But like, it's just, I don't know. And it's like the way you can look at yourself in a mirror compared to what other people look at you in a mirror. It's like you find yourself ugly, but they find you pretty or beautiful or handsome or good looking. It's just... I don't know. Your biggest enemy is yourself, but your only friend is yourself also. Because no one knows you better than yourself, given it takes time, because you don't know everything about yourself. For example, you're, uh, some of you might not be able to tell me, what you're like, what's your favorite thing to watch watches you when you were four? Some of you might, some of you might not. For those of you who do remember, you have a good memory, but you're gonna lose it faster than us with like okay memory and those of us that are with okay memory who remember like early prepubescent to like now kind of day good for you for those of you who don't remember anything at all i feel like you're gonna have a great memory as an elderly because your memory is just a very very late bloomer you got everything through puberty except a brain that's fully functioning going on that topic again about psychology and physical traits I think it's interesting like noticing habits of people I have for you know no pun intended I have a habit or not pun but like you know I'm not trying to like play on words but I have a bad habit of examining or like uh, what's the word psychoanalyzing I guess so like I'll just ask you a simple question like hey what does this cup look like to you? And it's a glass of water that's about halfway. Now it's either you think of it, it's half full, being optimistic, or it's half empty, being pessimistic. But the thing about that uh, English, but the thing about that phrase of what I just said can be flipped because you can be optimistic that you're getting more water because that's more for you to drink, and you can be pessimistic because you're running out of water, so you're like, what's the point? But if you flip the situation. So if you flip pessimistic with the optimistic point, you get the same thing, just a little different. For example, it's half full, which is bad because you don't want more water, but it's getting more full. So you're being pessimistic like, oh, maybe I won't ever run out of water, so I got to keep drinking it until I just go away. Being optimistic is like, oh, yeah, I got half a glass of water. It's half empty, which means you're almost done. That's a, like that's that's the thing about like the brain or psychology is that it's always double-sided it's always to a point where if you argue one point you can argue another if you say this you can say that you say red i say blue you say tomato i say tomato whole thing and it's like at the end of the day the only thing that is consistent is that your brain will keep thinking until it stops when you know you won't which is crazy the fact that your brain can remember that you're dying or going to but you can't you don't remember the point where you left but your brain did the more I think about that it's actually kinda kinda scary the fact that like after you're gone or when you're going your brain just goes hey I'm gonna remember this screenshot in my head you know for later later on why? don't know cause they want to sure let's go with that but it's just No, there's no real way for me to say anything in that degree i should say because i'm not once again i'm not like a psychiatrist or psychologist because a psychiatrist you talk to a psychologist i'm pretty sure a psychologist is someone that like isn't that the person that looks at your brain not like a surgeon hold on Psychologist, pretty sure, an expert or specialist in psychology. Psychologist. I completely forgot what the other word was, but I'm pretty sure they're the same word, and I was just saying them differently. Because I'm dumb. My my brain don't do do well. It doesn't do the thing the way I want it to do the thing. Yeah. Also, the way music is interpreted is complex as hell. The fact that a simple vibration can make your body physically hate something is fascinating. Cause you're, you're like your ears. Yeah. You know, everyone has different ears, different eardrums. You can hear different like octaves. You can hear different frequencies, stuff like that. But the fact that a simple vibration can irritate you depending on the pitch of it, depending on the duration of it, depending on the speed of it or any other thing that you can decipher. For example, some people don't like country music, rap music, whatever. And it's like, it's because of the vibrations it's giving off. You are literally vibe-checking sound. And it's it's just freaky, but it's so cool. It's so cool. The fact that your brain can take something that you wouldn't think twice about and go, you don't like this. Why don't I like it? Because it vibrates too hard. Or it doesn't vibrate loud enough. Or it vibrates too poetically or it doesn't vibrate poetically enough. It's just music and the brain are like ah, a key to a keyhole. What I mean by this is like there has been studies that like if a child listens to music, they'll live a happier life because they are open to multiple interpretations in multiple genres, multiple things. Like it's... It's just, I don't know what to say. It makes me speechless at points because you can play music for a baby and the baby comes out healthy. You can play music for an animal, the animals now soothe. Perfect example of that is like snake charmers. That is a crazy talent to a point where you can make a snake move with you and come out of a box all because you're hitting a note that makes a vibration that the snake later is like I like this vibration or oh this vibration is hypnotic you know like a hypnotist so I'm gonna go with it it's just I'm gonna keep saying that over and over it's just it's just but it's oh dude I don't know how to explain it really don't the brain is crazy people are crazy it's oh it's just I don't know here that's all I know that's all I can say and before I end it's going to be quite a it's going to be like a little bit of a shorter episode maybe like 30 35 minutes it's just overall the fact that words can hurt you the fact that noises can hurt you the fact that anything in this world can hurt you because your brain allows it to is so just freaking amazing to think about And I don't think, you know, it's amazing to feel pain. I think it's amazing. And the fact that the thing you wouldn't think would be your enemy hurt you, make you feel bad, is the thing that also makes you feel great, amazing, like you're unstoppable, like nothing in this world can break you, are the same thing that make you breathe, remind you to eat, put you to sleep, blink make you sneeze make you cough make you drool make you salivate it's just you would never guess I would have never at least so overall I hope that I somehow made psychology sound interesting to you because I know I have a tendency to kind of go monotone or spew out facts stuff that really shouldn't matter or really go into the whole I must say deboggle. I don't think I'm using the word debacle correctly. Hold on. Great time to use this. Definition of deboggle. That's just boggle. Definition of deboggle. Debacle. Oh, debacle. Not deboggle. Learned something new today. A sudden t- and... Ignanimous failure a fiasco Tobacco (laughs) Tobacco So all I gotta say Is Try to face your fears Try to broaden your horizons And overall Try to experience Because without experience You won't have content you want to have new things to think about imagine go through to like fully understand what your brain can comprehend what it can do what it can process what it can't do what it can handle it's just overall experience face your fears and think those three things And you can have pretty interesting stories to come up with and or talk about. But, uh, hate to cut the conversation short, but as always, I appreciate every single one of you who actually take the time out of your day to, you know, listen to this. Because it is thoroughly enjoyable for me. It is a great way for me to get, you know, my energy out, great way to talk to people, or just talk to myself to you to try to get your inputs on things, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, a little bit different ending this time. I'm going to start, like, you know, adding some things. So, for example, uh, if you want to shout me out, you know, or shout at me. I should say, not shout me out. Don't shout me out. Don't shout me out. I, I don't need shout-outs. I just, you know, if you need to just want to talk to me or just, I don't know, do things, I guess. I will not say do things because that just implies I'm going to hang out with you. I do know. If you want to talk to me just or ask any questions or anything that you want to hear about on the podcast, just hit me up on uh, Twitter I'm at Roachwiggle that's the at symbol R-O-C-H W-I-G-G-L-E Roachwiggle why? don't know don't care doesn't matter or you can get me on Instagram at macadamian1 that's M-A-C-A D-A-M-I-A-N the number one all one word no capitals nothing just send me a DM whatever You can also follow me on Twitch at TheRealRocha, capital T-H-E, capital R-E-A-L, capital R-O-C-H-A, A. -A. There's two A's at the end of that one for some reason, I don't know why. Or on YouTube, TheRealRocha, same exact thing as the Twitch, except one A, no double A, just one A at the end. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll catch you in the lobby next time you decide on queuing up.